This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Sunday, June 17th. Welcome back. Huge podcast today. Happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. Appreciate everything you do. Ken and Hal are here. Wow, here. Uh, big podcast. Big podcast because uh, my old man's coming on to talk about the New York Rangers in a little bit. That'll be good. Uh, you know, just having one of those Father's Day weekends. Spending with my old man. Stay in the house. Real meat and potatoes type weekend. Hal, how, how was your weekend, buddy? What did you get accomplished? Anything fun? You came You came flying out of the gate. Uh, definitely a lot of adrenaline off the start line. Took a stumble there, but you recovered nicely. Thanks, man. Um, I- yeah, that was a tough one. I, um, I'm i glad you had a good weekend. I don't know, man. I Just another weekend for me. Uh, this is a big podcast, though. One, the sheriff's coming on. Uh, long time coming. Uh, it's be interesting to see. I'm very curious for how the interview's going to go. Number two, uh, I didn't think there was going to be anything to talk about this week. I didn't even, like, I didn't think there was going to be anything going on in the hockey world, but Great week for hockey Twitter. <laughs> yeah, big week for hockey Twitter. Hey, that's great, man. All right, we're going to get right into it. NHL in the news, play the music. All right, here we go. We're just going to start it off hot because this has been the biggest story on Twitter and the hockey community since it took over. Lots of drama going on in Ottawa. Um, first thing, their assistant GM is going to court for grabbing a 19-year-old shuff, uh, shuttle driver's shoulder getting charged with a little uh, misconduct there, a little creepy. Um, and then the second story is the Eric Carlson saga with Mike Hoffman. Apparently, Mike Hoffman's girlfriend is a bit of a psychopath. She's been, like, stalking the Carlsons on Twitter and social media, creating, like, fake accounts. And it uh, happened earlier this year, I guess. And then when the Carlson had uh, their son passed away, it just stayed on it. Um, just really quick from here. Monica Carrick has uttered numerous statements wishing my unborn child dead, said Melinda Carlson's sworn statement to the court. Eric Carlson, too, was was allegedly targeted. She also uttered that she wished I was dead and that someone should take out my husband's legs to end his career. Monica Carrick has posted over 1,000 negative and derogatory statements about me as a professional. There's an order of protection, which is pretty much a restraining order. Uh, Mike Hoffman, 150% guarantees it wasn't him. Uh... 
I mean, it sounds like it is because all the wives, like Craig Anderson's wife, Kyle Turris' wife, have come out and said Melinda Carlson is, like, a great girl. This is why it's taken so long. She didn't really want to just blow blow everything up, but, like, enough is enough. Um, Carlson's requesting a trade now. There's reports that that's going on. So just just a ton of shit going on in Ottawa right now. Hal, what do you have that's a lot to take in? What What is your take on all this? Yeah, I want to start um, with Randy Lee. Uh, the assistant GM. Yep. I don't want to make light of the situation because, like, whatever he did, that's true. That's fucked up. But who is this guy? Like, name's Randy. That's a red flag. Um, I looked up his hockey DB. Nothing. Um, guess what he started out on? What was his first job in the NHL? Oh boy. Um, game operations for. Fucked. For, like, the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Great call, but that's bad funny you said that. So he was a video coach for the Senators back in 95, 96. So this guy's seen some tape. Uh, he's been watching the tape for over 10 years. Uh, I don't know, man. I Randy Lee, to me, like, you, why, don't you, why are they not firing this guy? Like, why has this guy not been fired yet? It's not about – it's just, like, a weird look, and now he's not going to be at the draft. Um I don't know, dude. I, scouts are weird. Do you yeah. think scouts are weird? So here's the thing. Here's here's my take on this. Do you remember last year when the Toronto Maple Leaf scout like went on a joyride in a golf cart and like got like a Dewey? That was like pretty much one year ago. NHL teams have to start locking down their scouts because like as soon as the season is over, they're hammering beers, driving golf carts, and like grabbing nineteen year old shoulders. I dude, I think I think scouts might be the biggest wild cards of all. I think you just hit the nail on the head. Like these are the these are the guys that your organization's sending in there. This guy's the director of like player development. He's the guy that's saying, "Yeah, an eighteen year old's gonna be a stud on the ice." Like, like that's that's the guy. Toronto. I mean, to be fair, the guy in Toronto who went on that bender. I mean, he can probably judge talent a mile away. But like, you gotta you gotta have your scouts on rap, right? Like, yeah. I, I, it sounds like this guy, like, he just kind of goes to the games and just figures out, like, who has the broadest shoulders, and he's like, yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, man. I, I I don't know. I can't believe that. Uh, going to the Carlson's tough. Mm-hmm. I also messed up. I don't, I don't know, dude. I mean, Mike Hoffman, like, you really, Mike Hoffman's that guy, dude, and your friend base who's like, when everyone's saying, like, you got to dump that girl, he's like, no, dude, she's sick. Like, you don't, you don't get it. Like, that's all he is right now, dude. Like, get your head out of your ass. Yeah, no, and I think we've all been there, but, like, way less things have had to have happened for us to be like, okay, like, you're out. Like, my ex said she wanted to be a YouTube makeup model, and that was about, like, the big red flag for me. I'm like, out of here. She didn't, like, create any social media accounts telling, like, my, like, a leader that I know, like, oh, hey, I'm really happy your, your kid's dead. Like, that's, this girl is, like, cuckoo. Yeah, I mean, I know innocent till proven guilty, but that would be, good. if I got word of that, I mean, that'd be, that'd be the door right away, because I don't think rumors like that come up from nothing. I don't know, man, it's just so, like, what happened, like, I just want to go back and watch every goal that happened this year when they're on the ice together. Yeah. Like, what was that celebration like? What is that locker room like? Um, I don't know, man. The Ottawa Senators, it's crazy. Like, who goes? Like, you. I honestly think at this point, like, 
if I was the GM, I would be like, all right, honestly, Eric Carlson, I'll trade you away for, like, a bag of pucks. Like, you've been through so much this year mm-hmm. for no reason. Uh, just do what you want. Yeah, here's the thing, like, Carlson's getting traded. I don't think there's any shot that he stays there. If I was the captain of an NHL team and this happened to me and they didn't take care of it immediately or anything, because I'm sure, like, red flags were, like, brought up about this. Somebody was saying it was the uh, worst-kept secret in the NHL, this whole Mike Hoffman thing. So, like, Carlson's got to go. But the thing is, I think Carlson 100% has to go. He doesn't want to be there. I get that. What do you do about Hoffman, dude? Like, can you even trade him? Is there a team that's willing to take on that? Which sounds, like, really, like, weird. But if I'm an NHL team, I know he scores 30 goals a year. But he's also bringing in some serious baggage, dude. So, I don't... I feel like Carlson will go. And if they can get rid of Hoffman, he will. But... It's a rough look if they don't get rid of him, and it's like, oh, yeah, you traded your captain, but you kept fucking Mike Hoffman and his crazy girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. It's a mixed bag because it's kind of like the NBA when that D'Angelo Russell guy snitched on Swaggy P mm-hmm. or cheating on Iggy Azalea. I mean, that's a wild story altogether, too. But, like, if that guy's in my locker room, like, if he's good, it's fine, but I'm not talking to him. <laughs> See, I don't even think it'd be fine, like... This may sound fucked up. I think it would have been more, it would have been sort of fine if it wasn't to the captain of the team. Like if if it wasn't to like the leader of that like city. But the captain of the team is supposed to be like the most well respected guy. He battles. He, I mean, he played that one playoff series pretty much on one ankle, and it's happening to that guy. I feel like that's a huge slap in the face to like his teammates, the organization, and just like everything in a whole. You don't think so? Like, how do you not get rid of this girl? Like, yeah, I, I looked up pictures. She's like pretty hot, and I think they've been together since like high school or some shit like that. But Enough is enough when it comes to that shit. Now she's now she's like pretty much threatening like your livelihood. Yeah, I mean, I guess we don't really know what's going on. Um, I don't know why this just made me think of this. Uh, how about Slava Voinov from the clouds just yeah. being like, "Oh yeah, I would play for these five teams." Yeah. So Dude, there's, like, so there's been a lot about that. It's just like I I just think, and I don't want to get into that stuff. I just think there's like certain things and like the code of a locker room going back to Mike Hoffman that, like, you probably just don't really naturally bounce back from. Like, yeah. I know I know exactly what's going to happen. Um, there are probably – there's probably going to be an emotional interview with Mike Hoffman. He's going to apologize. There's going to be, like, some veteran or some guy, like, third liner who's like, Mike Hoffman's a good guy. It's a bad situation. Thanks, well, to, thanks to Zingle. We really need to hear that. Yeah, Zingle. I don't know, man. It's just, you know what? You know what doesn't? You know why this wouldn't have happened last year? Because Chris Neal was in that locker room. Once yeah. Chris Neal left, that whole locker room went to shit because Chris Neal just had his knuckles up at all times. <laughs> Owner walks in the locker room, knuckles. Uh, fiance's tweeting the captain's wife fucked up shit on Instagram, knuckles. Yeah. Chris Neal was the enforcer. He was the sheriff of that locker room. And without that guy, I mean, so it's... It's, I don't know, man. It's a wild, wild west, so. Ottawa. I'm so glad I'm not an Ottawa fan. I would be, I would, I'd probably call in sick to work for like, if this was the Rangers and they were like that bad and that shit going on, it wouldn't be good. Uh, what, what do you think with Ottawa? Um, like, if you were an Ottawa Senators fan, what would you do? Like, what would you want your team to do right now? Uh, fire the owner, first off, and then try to keep Carlson, like, release Hoffman and just probably just try to start from scratch. Like 
this is just a bad luck. This isn't like a fast fix, I don't think. This is just Ottawa being Ottawa, I suppose. I don't know. Crazy shit happens uh, up there. Shout out to Matthew Shane. Thank God you demanded that trade. Now. Yeah, dude. What do you think Duchesne's doing? He's probably sitting in his locker, like fucking covered up by gear, like just trying not oh. to be seen. Holy shit. I don't want I don't want that guy touching my organization with a no. ten foot pole. No. <laughs> Uh, we'll move on. Uh, Nicholas Baxter, this is, it should be quick. Nicholas Baxter played the finals with a broken hand. Like, shocking. I wrote a blog about it. Uh, I thought it was funny that LeBron said that he broke his hand punching a whiteboard, and the doctor told him that it was probably broken. And then you have Nick Baxter putting up seven points in the, in the Stanley Cup finals, finally getting, you know, the cup. This just kind of plays into every time, like, a, per, a player gets hurt, and, like, a hockey fan will be like, yeah, he's not hockey tough. And, like, that guy's obviously being a hardo, but at the same time, it's like, well... Pretty true. Yeah, dude. I mean, good for Nick Backstrom. I feel like he was really on the come up uh, from those Geico commercials this year. Like, I don't know. I feel like Nick Backstrom has always been considered sick, but not that sick. And like, on and off. And like, obviously, he's super talented. Big year for him. Kind of cool that he did it with a broken hand. But I got to say this, like right now, man, and I know your team's in the same division as Washington. Washington did nothing wrong. They had an unbelievable celebration. Uh, the Backstrom story's cool. They had a great run for the Cup. I'm over them. Uh, I'm back to not liking the Washington Capitals anymore. There's nothing. I look down that roster and I say, meh. Mm-hmm. Like, like they, I don't, and I'm not, I'm not saying they're a bad team. They're just not a team I have any interest in feeling good for anymore. I can I agree more. One, they're going to lose a bunch of people to free agency coming up. Tom Wilson's a free agent. Um, John Carlson's a free agent. But I, I agree with you because today I saw a video of Tom Wilson shaving, and it was like an ad sponsored by like some like shaving company because he shaved his playoff beard, and like that was the moment where I was like, "God damn it, I hate this fucking team." Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's it feels good. To, it feels really good to be back to hating the Capitals. Like, yeah, it it was yeah. Um, I'm over DC. Darren Drager just came out. Insider trading. Uh, John Tavares is now focused on negotiations with the Islanders. I still, I'm still not completely convinced he goes there. I think the Lou Lamorello thing really helped out. They fired everybody. Uh, what, what do you have on this? Do you think it? I think the Islanders kind of realized that if they didn't do this, Tavares was leaving. Yeah, for sure. Tavares definitely talked to somebody. Like the owner was like, "We're moving the Nassau Coliseum. We can't lose our franchise player." He had like three margaritas at some sky top bar in downtown Manhattan. He gave John Tavares a drunk call. He was like, John, what do I need to do to make you stay? He was like, fire Garth Snow. And he was like, say, say no more. It's over. Like, I, like, yeah. I, it, I think it, it's pretty clear that it went. Doug Waite and Garth Snow got fired. And then John Tavares was like, well, all right, let's talk. Yeah. And like, to all the people that were saying that, like, Tavares was a big Doug Waite guy and all this shit. Like, you have to think that ownership did their homework, that they weren't just going to... Like, John Tavares, they needed to resign him. I don't think ownership's going to do anything that could potentially put that in, like, any sort of, oh, if we do this, he's definitely not going to sign. So I I think if only... I mean, this only shows that this had Tavares' uh, blessing compared to anything else, you know what I mean? Yeah, because they were going to do what Tavares wanted, but... yeah. Go back to your point, too, and a lot of people are saying, so I know John Tavares, he, like, lived, I think he, did he live with, like, Doug Waite when he was a rookie in the NHL, and Doug Waite was, like, the wily vet on the team, uh, and he lived with his family, but, like, I don't know, man, like, you can be friends with a guy, like, if I had an old teammate or, like, one of my buddies, and then I found out a few years later, like, oh, you're my coach, 
I don't really know, like, no disrespect to my, like, my friend, but, like, I don't know if I want my friend coaching me. Like, I know you're an idiot. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we might have the same ideas, but, like, I feel like a coach is a different breed, so I, I don't know, man. I don't I don't think there's really any disrespect there if that's what John DeVaris felt. Like, if, I don't know. Like, I, if I was Doug Wade, I would still probably be cool with it. I mean, if you were coaching the Islanders anyway. Like, it's not that sweet of a job. I think it'd be pretty funny if he doesn't resign now. That Tavares was like, "Oh yeah, do all these things," and then he's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm gonna go sign here." That'd be like another ultimate villain move. Um, yeah, I think, I think Tavares is realizing too. There's not that many options that can pay him a lot of money or mm-hmm. better than the Islanders. Yeah, I don't know. He's already been there. I I would respect it if he went to the Rangers, and I would respect it if he went to the Islanders. Anything else, I'm just kind of blah about. Um, moving on. Nick Boynton, Players Tribune, I read this really quick, pretty much just said, like, the whole concussion thing is just terrible. He he went through depression, all this stuff. He was on one team. He finally told them that he had some shit going on, and then he was traded. Uh, said he would never say anything again, but then the Flyers helped him out. I thought that was cool. This was just, like, this big thing. Daniel Carcillo was uh, heavily involved with this whole thing. Uh, as, you, as you know, he's, like, an ambassador for, like, awareness against concussions and shit like that. Just real quick, I mean, more and more of these stories are coming out. Something's got to happen soon, right? Did, did they say what team it was that was, like, not giving him help? No. Man, because, like, I, I hope it wasn't the Bruins because I love Nick Boyan as a Bruin. He was a great defenseman. I know, like, injuries kind of messed up his career. But, I mean, at one point he was putting up, like, 30 points, 100 penalty minutes a game. Um, I did... I don't know if there's any connection here, and I probably like connecting dots. I just shouldn't randomly spit out. But like he, I, before Philadelphia, he was in Chicago. Chicago's also where like Monador was and Carcillo was. Like there, I think there's clearly some bad blood. I don't know if it's the organization or the NHL, but I mean those are three examples with that team that there's clearly some. Uh, I, I don't know some animosity towards, but I mean that's cool. It's always cool when those guys speak out. I mean I'm. Sh- I don't know what they're going through right now. I watched that video of Carcillo like getting tested and stuff, where it looked like he was at like a NASA training program and they're like shooting lasers at his face. I mean, I can't. I just I can't imagine going through that on a daily basis. Yeah, just I, so normal. Yeah, I mean, they were. They, I they said probably a couple of years ago, Chris Pronger like pretty much had a headache every day. And woke up like. I mean, yes, they know the risk. They're getting paid millions of dollars, but you don't wish or hope that happens to anybody. You know what I mean? So I think back then they kind of they would get the concussion. They were still getting paid. They didn't really realize it. And now now you're starting to see more depression, more shit like that, where like your physical health isn't where it needs to be. And I don't know. I, I'm, I'm all for raising awareness about this because – I understand you can blame the NHL, and I think there are times when it came to concussion protocol. It just came out that three teams like violated that this year, by the way. I think one of them was the Canadians. Uh, I, I get that you blame the NHL and shit like that, but then on the other hand, like they're NHL players. They know that their bodies, you know, you could get a concussion shit like that. So, And hockey players aren't the first ones where if they get hurt, they're like, take me out of the game. Most of the time, they're like, leave me in. So I'm hoping this awareness thing will be kind of like if a hockey player gets hit in the head, instead of being like, no, I need to play right now, maybe – Maybe they're like, you know what? Like, I can take this night off at least and see what the fuck's going on now. If at the very least that happens, that'd be great news. Yeah, and I think, uh, I don't know, man. I, it's just, I completely agree with everything you're saying. And for some reason, it's taking me a long time to spit this out. But I just wanted to remind all of the listeners at home that uh, according to a documentary 
when there's more fighting in hockey, there are less concussions. So let's not lose sight of that as well. Yeah, speaking of that, dude, I actually I sent Scott Parker a DM on Twitter today to see if he wants to come on the podcast. So if you guys want to help out, just start tweeting at Scott Parker and see if you can get him to come on the podcast. That guy, that was the guy that tied chains around his hands and punched trees to uh, make sure he had calluses on his hands. Fucking guy's awesome. Uh, Montreal, speaking of Montreal, another dumb trade. Year, year anniversary of the Druin trade. They trade uh, Galchenyuk to Arizona for uh, Max Domi. What do you have on this? I, I got the alert on my phone, and I saw that, and I was like, well, there had to be more going to uh, Montreal than just that, but it was a straight-up one-for-one. There's been a lot of talks about Galchenyuk leaving Montreal for years now. He's finally gone. I bet they wish they pulled the trigger on that sooner. What do you have on that? I mean, I love Max Domi, but like Galchenyuk scores 25, 30 goals a year. Dude, I don't know, man. So... Obviously, Galchenyuk's a really good player, and I think it's a dumb trade. Obviously, to go one for one, um, yeah, Arizona wins the trade, no doubt about it. But like at the same time, yeah, is Galchenyuk that sick? I got that. I kind of got that too. I mean, guys score goals. You got to give him that. He scores a shit ton of goals. Power play. He can play the wing and center. Uh, I mean, I love Max Domi. I fucking, I really, really like Max Domi. I like the way he plays. He doesn't really put up that many points since his rookie year, but, like, I still think that's there. He's also been playing on Arizona. But you could also argue now he's going to Montreal. Like, what what really is going to help there? Uh, no, but, I mean, you got to think, too, from Galchaniak's perspective. I mean, they were kind of, he was getting thrown under the bus for, like, drinking too much at one point. Like, Montreal's always kind of treated him like shit. It came out that he basically asked Claude Julien to play center this year. Claude Julian was like, nah, like, I'm full. Like, pack your bags, see you later. So, to go to Arizona, to go from, like, Montreal, where everyone's, like, there's, like, paparazzi, and, like, people are up your ass, and you're underperforming, and you're a top draft pick, and then to go to Phoenix, where there's, like, 11,000 people at the games, you leave the game, you're gonna go, your backyard, it's nice, it's sunny out, uh, no one cares, people don't recognize you, I mean, that could be good for his career, so... I don't know, maybe, maybe it will work out. Maybe he really is the better player just stuck in a shitty situation. Also, I find it crazy, like absolutely crazy, that Phoenix, or I'm sorry, the Canadians, like 10 years ago, it was always the Canadians are so small and fast and quick. And then the rest of the NHL was like, oh, like let's play like let's play like Montreal. It's going to have a bunch of fast little guys skating all the way around. And now that the NHL is going in that direction, they're like, let's hire Claude Julien and just grind every game out. Like, what are they doing? Like, I, more North American players for, is that what it is for Montreal? They just want to play North American ground and pound? I don't, dude, Montreal's so weird with the players that they even bring in. Like, you never really fucking know what's going on. I'm trying to figure it out because I think I tweeted at, at our boy Seth to let me know what he thought of it, and I can't really find what he exactly said. But I know, I, I would love to know what Seth has to think about it. So I know you sent me the response, but send me it again so I can figure that out for next week's podcast so I can talk about it, as you are now our uh, Arizona Coyote guy. I also think, um, just like going off of that for Arizona, like, do you think that's a, like, do you think they have a bright future? Like, I just still don't know if I get that vibe. Like, do you believe in a Strom, Keller, Galchenyuk, future i know they have like perlini and a few other guys like oliver ekman larson's making like 17 million dollars a year now like do you believe in what that like 25 year old computer nerd's doing down in the desert i don't know man i have no this idea the, all, all the analytic people are like saying arizona's gonna make the playoff soon 
the only the only thing that I can say is anti Ranta I think is a fucking sick goalie. And if that guy can stay healthy, who knows? The West is always pretty deep with with some like I mean, when it comes to making playoffs and shit, it's always uh, more West than it is East. It feels like it's always towards the last couple days of the year where there's like three or four teams involved. I, I don't know. I think they get a couple big name free agents or something like that. My only thing is they've they've been drafting for how long? And like Oliver Ekman Larson's sick, but like they don't have that one stud that like the Oilers got or the Leafs got. Like you know what I mean? They didn't get that number one like center type forward that you can really build around. So. I don't know. I think yeah, I get that vibe. I think, and that's the big thing, dude. You look at all the teams that are making playoffs every year. Every team pretty much has that one guy, and the teams that don't don't really have that one guy. So, unless you're yeah. Buffalo, you have that guy, but you have nothing else around him. Um, yeah. Now, Hal, random shit. Do you have any random shit you want to talk about? Or oh yeah, I pulled up a couple of things. One, uh, Anaheim Mighty Ducks are listening to us. Looks like they're possibly bringing back the logo. Hell yeah. Uh, for their third jerseys, but it looks like they're going to stay with the same color scheme. They're going to be black jerseys, so I mean, like... I'm okay with it, though. I love the logo. Logo, sick. It's not the color scheme that sucks that we talked about, but I'm, I'm a fan of that logo. I don't I don't know. They have to do it really well or else they're going to be disappointed. It can go one way or the other. You got It's such a classic that you can't fuck it up. Uh, the other thing, so I know, like we talked about, we don't know anything about the draft, but aren't you a Zadina guy? Is that your guy? Big Zadina guy. Yeah, so that's the guy you saw at World Juniors. So Bob McKenzie tweeted or was quoted saying multiple scouts have Zadina falling out of their top five now. And, and yeah, one, you just got excited. Two, so I was thinking about it. Like, So this guy this guy falls, is falling out of the top five. He played a great year. It's not like he disappointed and I guess Bob McKenzie said that, like, the other guys in the draft made such a strong push. Like, no junior hockey – here's my thing. No junior hockey has been played for, like, a month. Like, how in this last month did Zadina just fall five on the draft boards? Well, they had that combine, and I forget the name of the kid, but the one kid was in, like, the top five for pretty much everything that they did, and he just climbed and climbed and climbed, and now I think he's, like, in the top 20. He was, like, in the top 50 before. So, I mean, maybe that's something to do with it, but it's like, I, I get what you're saying. There's no hockey being played. Then how are you coming up with these things? It also could be, I think Bob McKenzie has legit sources. I would never question the, the Bob father, but I, I do believe that maybe some people are telling him some things to kind of razzle-frazzle what's actually going on. You know what I mean? Because you don't want it to be simple. You don't want it to be like fucking cookie-cutter shit. So I think maybe there's something along those lines, but I don't know. Yeah, and I, and I just wanted to say, too, so I have this idea. I think, like, the combine and the interviews, I'm sure, like, it helps you make some decisions. I think it's important. But if I was a general manager of a hockey team, uh, when the Memorial Cup is done and everything's wrapped up in Europe, I'd say, get your draft boards ready, and we're going to lock them in right now. Hockey's done. Lock them in. Because I, I, think, I think the interviews and the combine – while they do help you steal some players, I think at the same time they overrate some players, so it's hit or miss. I think you should just, at the end of the hockey year, you're fresh off of what happened, go with your gut. Because, like, dudes are overthinking it. Like, why Why is one of the best players in the world dropping right now? Because these scouts have nothing to do but just think about the pick for the next two months. Yeah. I. It's fucking weird, man. It, 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 more than any sport, right? I mean, you have the uh, NFL Combine or whatever. 
I don't. Do people really fall and rise as drastically as they do in the NHL combine? Yeah, I would say that's the one comparable. I feel like NBA and baseball is just kind of like who's sick, who's not. But I think the N- the NHL and the NFL are probably the most similar for sure. Well, there you go. Maybe they're just taking a page out of their book. Uh, now we're going to move on. We're going to have some Rangers talk with the sheriff. So here is that segment. So now. Oh, the big moment everybody's been waiting for. The Sheriff is making his debut on the podcast. What's up? up? How's it going, Dad? Good. Good? Good. How- Father's Day. This is, a big, this is a big moment for me. Uh, we've asked several times. Uh, the Sheriff doesn't like the Bruins. We don't, don't always no, see No, we don't like the Bruins. We don't say that around here too much. <laughs> so but I know you do, so that's okay. All right, all right, I'll take it. So we're going to talk some Rangers, get some opinions, because the hot stove for the Rangers is heating up. Yeah, Yeah. so first, before we do anything, the trades at the deadline. What what did you think of all the trades that we made? We we can be real quick with it. So the one was the Rick Nash deal for Spooner. Uh, Who was it? Lindgren. And I think uh, O'Gara, I think, was involved. We got rid of Holden over there, too. Did you like that? I think Lindgren comes out, all right. The... Dogera, uh, I don't think he's not too good. Spooner, and I don't think Spooner's all that. I mean, he's all right. He's all right, but I don't think he's that good. Okay. Yeah, he's just a pretty boy who opens his legs. I up know. Right. That's what you know. He tries. Are you a big? Uh, are you a big Mapaleski fan? How you feel oh, about Oh yeah, him? I love that guy. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's another stall. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Except for the Japanese tattoo. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, what other deals did we make? Oh, McDonough and Miller. Go to Tampa for a first. Um, who else did we get? Nemestikov. And, then, and I uh, think a conditional pick. Yeah, it could be end up at a first. Yeah. If we, if we, see, and again, Nemestikov. I don't know what they're doing. They're stockpiling third liners. At least that's what it looked like to me. Why do we need all these guys? So I think they got Nemestikov because he was playing with Stamkos to put up a bunch of points. But I think you are right. I think center-wise on the Rangers, you have Zibinijad, who's supposed to be that number one. They drafted Filipito and Leah Sanderson, who are supposed to be like their next coming centers. There's just a plethora of centers right now. Because after that, you have Kevin Hayes, you have Spooner, Spooner. you have Nemestikov. Right. I think more or less that was maybe let's give them a chance and kind of see what's going to happen, happen with them. Yeah. But you weren't too impressed? No. Not at all. I, I kind of, at first, I kind of thought they might do something, but then they just petered out. But see, I don't know if it's Vigneault and his, his stupid system, too. Yeah. You know? yeah, that could be it. And then the last trade, Grabner for the second round pick. That I think was all right. Okay, so when these all happen, they said there's a chance Rick Nash and Michael Grabner could come back to New York. Right. That was back then, and I thought there was a possibility. Now, personally, I don't think there's any chance either of them come back. I don't think they're going to come back either. That was, that was going to be my question. If you were to have one of them come back, who would you want to have come back? You know, I like Grabner because of the speed and all. And If we could have got Rick for a, a, a decent price... Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a million bucks? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> maybe two, five, three, maybe tops. Okay. So that, that's kind of... I got a question for the sheriff. All right, here we well, go. All right, so what do you think? So Tampa, they've got like 15 ex-Rangers down there. Do you think a group with that many Rangers, do you think they can win a cup? You know, I tell you what, they came close this year. I think they, I, I think they got a shot. I really do. Uh, I mean... Are they all sticking around? Do none of their contracts I don't know. expire? They're I think they're all about, good. Girardi, they, they've been talking about maybe buying out Girardi. 
Miller, I think, is going to be coming a free agent, but they got rid of Meskov specifically for that purpose. Uh, McDonough is going to be there. I think McDonough was hurt all year. I do too. McDonough is a, a, a warrior. Yeah. He is a first class warrior. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think a, a healthy McDonough for them next year while he gets to play an entire year under that system, same team yeah. with JT Miller, yeah. that could help out. Yeah. Um, we fired AV. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, guy's an idiot, right? <laughs> well, you know, at first it seemed like he, he knew what he was doing, you know, I, I mean, but last year, not this year, but last year, he lost us a chance at the cup. Yeah. He truly did. That Ottawa playing uh, Stall and Holden. Holden. Oh, my God. What was what they creaming each other or what? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, I, and lose the game time after time after time. Oh, score! Yeah, who's yeah. in there? Holden freaking Stall. Yeah, and you have Brady Shea and, and a good Brendan Smith at that time on the bench. Yeah, yeah. And I think he screwed up Smith. I think Smith may come back and, and have a, a decency. I mean, he's not going to be a great defenseman. But he's going to be a solid. That was that's what I was going to ask you next because now off season a lot of things have happened. One of the storylines is Brendan Smith is staying around New York training, training, and that the Rangers are expected that he's going to make a run at making their defensive group again. Right. It's possible. I think a lot of that did have to do with Av. To I be completely that. honest yeah. with you, I think some of it is on him too. But when you're stuck in his in that guy's doghouse at the beginning, I know he likes to screw with young people. He mm-hmm. really does. Look at Miller. Mm-hmm. How many times did Miller go up, go up and down for mm-hmm. three um, do you ever think, I mean, do you think that uh, Brendan Smith kind of had like a come-to-Jesus moment when he was in the AHL and he got his face punched in? He's like, you know what, maybe I should stay away from the cheeseburgers and a treadmill this summer. I maybe. mean, do you guys think there's going to be a comeback? Are you like pumped like Brendan Smith might come back next year? Or is oh, that I'm not worried. I'm not worried about it. I think I think he makes the team. Hot take alert. Right? I'm already starting it right now before the season even starts. I think Brendan Smith will if they don't trade him, I think he'll be on our in our top six. Yeah, I mean Riley Smith's been a dumpster fire before and I mean he was pretty good in the playoffs this year, so yeah. I guess the Smith brothers just like to take a year off. <laughs> um, something. Yeah, but like, like I said, I think a lot of it had to uh, the Smith thing I think had to do with him, you know. Because he played really well for us. He got that contract and, he wasn't there and that all long, of a sudden yeah. bang. Yeah, you know, I well maybe it was a cheeseburger eating some. I don't know. <laughs> um, what do you have on the new coach, David Quinn? I don't know about him. You, I, I you haven't really. Did you watch no. the interview that he had the other day? I watched the interview, but you know, guy talking and guy doing things are two different things. You know. Ooh, I like that. So, right, show I me on the ice. Do you think he's too good looking, or do you like that? I mean, he's like acting like he has a crush on him. <laughs> he's made for New York, man. <laughs> Him and Lundqvist, they're going to get along real well. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, we just read the Larry Brooks article that just came out. Yeah. These little pieces. Kevin Hayes is now on the market as our VC Spooner and Domestikov. There's talks with the Oilers about bringing in Lucic. Maybe Drysaddle, probably not Drysaddle, no, but I like okay. that they're talking about that. Uh, the Flames with Adam Fox. They said Zuccarello is staying and that Callahan potentially – could come back if the Rangers were looking to help. How's this Adam Fox? He played in the World Juniors. He was Lindgren. Is that my, am I getting that name right, Al? Yeah. yeah, he was Lindgren's partner at the World Juniors. Okay. Uh, Harvard? Is he oh, a Harvard kid? Right. Yeah, I, I remember him now. He's a young kid then, right? Yeah, I think he's a Harvard right. kid. I'm not positive. Uh, Fox? Yeah, I think so. I honestly don't know. Yeah. Uh, out of all of that, what were? did you have any takeaways about any of that, that article exactly, or...? 
Well, I just think it's some of it was wishful thinking mm -hmm. uh, with the dry saddle thing. Uh, I didn't know that the one kid you were just talking about. Uh, I'm glad, I hope, I, and I want to keep Zook. I mean, he is a fan favorite. I love that son of a bitch. He goes in there, he don't care how big they are, he'll go right at him. He doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, hey, well, I, I want to ask you how. What do you think of Lindgren? Uh, I go back and forth on him just because the offensive potential, I think, is really limited. But, I mean, the kid's sweet. You, I don't think he's going to drop the gloves, but he's got a good hip check. He's like 5'10", but he plays like low gravity. I bet yeah, you guy has yeah. massive fucking calves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he just is like, to me, he's Andrew Ferentz. Like, I don't know if you remember him yes, that much, no, but he was on the Bruins. Yeah. Yep, I know like, what you're talking about. Maybe like a number four, number five defenseman plays a solid game and like it doesn't make too many mistakes. If you look at like the World Junior Games, a lot of big shifts, he was always out there on the ice, so... Okay. I would be excited about him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect him to be like one of those guys. You're like, this guy's going to change my franchise. But right, he's definitely, right. Maybe like a fun. fifth or sixth guy on there. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, and you, you can never have enough young defensemen. No, you can't. No. Like that. And we got a lot right now. When it, when it comes to young, Gilmore, you got Pionk. Gilmore, Pionk, O'Gara, O'Gara, Sean Day, maybe. Oh yeah, Sean Day. That, that's another thing. I would like to see that kid, but. <laughs> Uh, and I, uh, I had too many beers last night. And I texted uh, Fever <laughs> Boy Rex and Ket over here. I, I read the, I read the thing including Lucic to the Rangers, and I was pumped. I was so pumped up. Uh, I think Milan Lucic needs a new scenery in the worst way. I don't think coming back to the East Coast would be the worst thing ever. If you keep Spooner, he's got unreal chemistry with Spooner. I think, I think he's really. I don't see Lucic. I know his body's failing him. I don't see him. As being somebody who's going to go out, being a joke of the league, I really think he's going to try to make a big comeback. And if you guys are in like somewhat rebuild mode, uh, and you can afford to keep that contract, then I, I think it helps. Like, what's his I, contract? It's big. It's, it's heavy. It's heavy. <laughs> Three more years at like almost six million. <laughs> but if we're in a rebuild, if yeah. you're in a rebuild and you have the potential, like I, you would probably have to throw the kitchen sink. At Edmonton, but if you get actually you don't because it's fucking Peter Torelli. If you get Drysital and all Peter Torelli wants is for you to take Lucic's contract. Oh, we gotta take him. it. Yeah, we can take that. Yeah, I, yeah, but I, he just didn't he have a long drawn out thing with Drysital. No, it wasn't that long drawn out. It, it, the Drysital thing was more or less how much money Connor McDavid was gonna get paid. Oh, okay. Do you think? Do you think too? Like, uh, do you think Lucic and Zoop? Borello would make great line mates because I'd to watch. I don't know if they'd be great line mates, but like it'd be fun to see like behind the scenes type shit oh, with yeah. those two. I think yeah. that would be fucking yeah. awesome. Because uh, Zook is, is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm saying. That dude would be invincible. He would go after. Oh, anybody. I know it. Yeah. So I mean, I, that got that got my interest. I think that <laughs> I generally think that the Rangers, and I'm being very nice right now. Uh, it is Father's Day for the sheriff, and I, I got to stick to my drunk words last night. I think the Rangers are, like, doing the right thing, and if I was a Rangers fan, I would totally have faith in Gordon. Yeah, well, he, he helped you guys, right? Yeah. He brought and, you guys the cup, right? Yeah, and the more I'm watching the moves he's sure. making, the way that he's, like, rebuilding your team, and it seems to be more in line with Don Sweeney. I'm starting to think that him and Don Sweeney – had a lot to say for Peter Torelli mm -hmm. because it seems like it seems like those two guys kind of have that same style where they're trying to rebuild on the fly while just stockpiling and getting rid of dead weight and the players you need to get rid of. 
and with guys like Torelli just make bonehead moves. Like it's just refreshing from an outside perspective to see the Rangers not like trying to sign every like thirty-five year old yeah. over the hill all star. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's what that's what it seemed like they did there with uh, what's his big saver. Yeah. Uh, for you know, that's all he wanted to do is bring old guys. And time stuff and time like again, yeah. like Pavel Bore passes prime, Eric yeah. Lindros passes prime, Gomez, Drury, Marcus Naslin. People forget about that one. He was brought in. <laughs> so I mean, th- there was talk about the Kovalchuk Bobby thing. <coughs> Bobby Olick. You know, Bobby Olick got paid when he went to the Rangers. Yeah, like yeah. a fat contract, didn't he? Mm-hmm. It was yeah. huge. I don't have my phone, so I can look it up. But it was, it was I think it was like seven million dollars. Jesus. That's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> oh, uh, hey, how old is Lucic? He's like 30, but I mean, he's been, the thing is, is he's like six, you know, he's a huge guy. No, he's, he's a big boy, yeah. He's 18, so he's like, it's like year 30. Not a lot of tread left on those tires. Yeah. I'd say he's more, his body's probably more like 35 at this point. In 2002-2003, Bobby Olique made 96 or nine, $9,600. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> that, is, that is not. I thought you were about to say like 900,000. Yeah, 600,000. Holy. Oh, yeah, my that's God. He made nine million, nine and a half million. Oh, my God. Had an, uh, yep, the contract had an average annual salary of $9 million. Bobby O'Leak in 2002. That was in 2002 when there really wasn't that much money to be dishing around either. Like, yeah, you, you see a nine mi- – I mean, who signs for $9 million now? Guys like Vulcan and Crosby, and you're going to get fucking Bobby Holly $9 million? I know. But they didn't have a cap back then either, right? No, Dolan I think Garrett they did. care about spending money. No, I think they did. I just – I think you're I don't right. Know. They just didn't really give a shit about it. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, it was great. Do the Rangers make the playoffs this year? Tough. Tough to tell. It all depends. Got to see how these young kids – we got a lot of young kids coming up. Right? Mm-hmm. Let them all play. That's it. That's what, you know, if we're not going to, if they're not going to make a serious run, let the kids play. Let us watch and see these kids play. At least it'll be kind of fun to watch instead of seeing, I don't know. Maybe you'll get an eight seed out of it. And then you're in the playoffs. You get an eight seed out of it. Then you're in the playoffs. Hank gets hot. If if the Rangers play nothing but their kids next year and we make an eight seed playoff spot, I, that would be at least it'd be fun. Yeah. It'd be fun to watch. You, you know, know the, I mean? but the worst thing though is we still have stall. Yeah. Oh my God. It all comes stall. back to that. I don't know how many, how many more years we got that. Idiot uh, fuck. I can look it up really quick. They I'll were they were talking about. I bet you at least two more. They were talking about buying them out, but they said that they may just wait an extra year because the penalty won't be as worse. Um, shit. Hey, the Stall brothers, you know, they, they're they due to get arrested up in Thunder Bay for the summer again this year, so, uh, <laughs> through, maybe, through, they will have to deal, so maybe there'll be some type of uh, breach of contract going up, up in Thunder through Bay. Through 2021? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I think I think with Mark Stahl, you'll see him on the Rangers again this year, and then next year I bet they buy him out. I, why don't they just ship him down to freaking Hartford and leave him there? I wish they would. I really do. He's fucking. He's a miserable hockey player. They did it with Wade Redden. What the fuck? I know. I did it with Wade Redden. Why not? But thanks for coming on, man. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Take care, Hal. Thanks again for the sheriff coming on. That was huge. Hal, how do you think he did? Pretty good. Um, I also want to give credit where credit's due to myself. I feel like I was very positive for that Rangers segment. I I, uh, really got the boys going. But I actually meant when I said I think the Rangers have a bright future. I think the Sheriff sheriff did great. I mean, I'd give him a a 9 out of 10. I mean, 
coming in there, cold feet, never been on a podcast before, just spitting some facts about us, uh, Creeman reference. So, I mean, all in all, it was an A-plus effort. Yeah, and that was him dialed back. Like, <laughs> I wish we could have just, like, a completely uncensored podcast with him where he could say whatever the fuck he wanted to and, like, nobody would be that sensitive about, but... 9 out of 10, I'll take that. Uh, moving on, we now have Twitter questions. Drake? Yeah, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Drake, thanks for the Twitter questions. Before we get into the Twitter questions, did you see Drake's new music video that he came out with where he brought everybody from Degrassi back? No. You you were a big Degrassi guy. No, dude. No, I had never seen a Degrassi fucking episode until I got to your house. <laughs> yeah, okay, dude. <laughs> yeah. You were like six seasons deep at that point, pal. Uh, yeah, man, I didn't see that. I'm sorry. I wish I did. I only knew Drake as the in a wheelchair on Degrassi. I think that's really all I ever saw him, and I never saw the big episode where he got shot. But I'm glad that you brought that up. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, all right, Twitter questions. Here we go. Play on seventy seven had two questions. First question: Do you think the Senators will get anything close to a fair return for Eric Carlson trade? Or a Hoffman trade, since other teams know that Dorian basically has to trade both of them to try and maintain the locker room. It's a good question. What what do you have on that? You have to trade both of them, or do you only have to trade one? I, I like we kind of went over this. I think Eric Carlson's definitely being traded, and if you keep Hoffman, what does that say as an organization? Yeah, the one thing I would say though is like. And I just thought this: if I was Eugene Melnick, I think the one way that Ottawa and the whole city can, and the organization can rectify the Eric Carlson situation is if Eugene Melnick, uh, legend of the game, maybe the number one star of this podcast this year, if he walked in, to, if he called Eric Carlson and was like, uh, Hoffman's fucking out, pal. Like, don't worry about it. I think I think Eric Carlson all is forgiven and they all move on together. Uh, but realistically, dude, I, I think that at least one of them is going to be gone. I think Eric Carlson, I think you definitely get fair return because they could hold on to him if they wanted to. I know that he's impending free agent, but like, it, you have a better chance of re-signing him than you have getting him on the free agent market. Like, You have a little more control in that situation. Like, If you're a team like Vegas and you can throw the kitchen sink for Eric Carlson, then you absolutely do it. So I think he gets full return. I don't know what to make of Mike Hoffman at this point. Uh, I kind of think I'm similar with that. I think Eric Carlson... He's still Eric Carlson. You're exactly right. He, uh, I think it'll probably be pretty fair. Hoffman, same thing. Like, I don't know if another team even really wants him. That's that's the biggest thing. I, I wish Bob McKenzie would come out and let us know what, like, all fucking, all the other 30 NHL teams were, like, doing about it. But, I don't know. Uh, next question. Same same guy, playing on 77. I know Vegas isn't the most liked NHL team on the podcast. First off, let's get that straight, because people keep firing shots at us about this. I like Vegas. I don't not like Vegas. keep firing shots at us. That is just you. That is the, that is the Hal hates Vegas. So if, if any other people tweet at us that are like, oh, you guys hate Vegas, make sure you hashtag Hal hates Vegas afterwards to make me feel better about it. Shout out to Seth. Like, you got to be a Coyotes fan in the desert rivalry. No questions asked. All right. Well, they... Do you think that they have a legit shot at getting Tavares, John Carlson, a trade for uh, for Eric Carlson, or even signing Kovalchuk? Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but I and I don't really. I think it could happen technically. I mean, they probably have to move some players around. They have plenty of pieces. They have plenty of like third line guys. Um, Cap space. So uh, I could see them like they could get Tavares. 
and then either one of Carlson, Kovalchuk, and then... <sighs> Dude, I don't know. I mean, I guess technically it is possible. Anything's possible. The one thing I would say, though, <clears throat> is I think if I'm Vegas, I'm looking to just get one of these guys. Because what does that say to your locker room? You just went through a whole season where it was like, oh, we're all role players and we're in this together and no one's better than anybody else. And then you're going to go out there and like <laughs> sign four superstars like that next season after all that success. I think that I think that murky's the wa- murder. I don't know what the hell's I'm just say. Murky Thinks water, dude. Murky down there. So I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I think. I think the teams instantly change though. If you can sign Tavares and trade for Carlson, like my opinion on the Golden Knights would change drastically. I think if uh, I think Eric Carlson, because they said that they were close to getting him at the uh, deadline. I think if you see Eric Carlson go to Vegas. Vegas has a shot, man. I know you're going to hate on that, but if you add another guy who's good around the locker room, who nobody's going to chirp the wife, a healthy Eric Carlson in Vegas, I think could be something to look forward to. If not Carlson, I think I can see them signing Kovalchuk. I don't know. I I just think I, I would. Ha- I want to see one more year of like Wild Bill. It's like Bill Wild Bill Carlson. Is he going to score forty goals again this year? I just think. In order for me to say, yes, Vegas is a contender, I need to see them play a little bit more next year. Fair enough. Um, Rangers talk. Who do you think wins the Domi Galchenyuk trade long-term? How's Hal holding up? Still staying away from the Chew. I'll address the Chew first. I am over a month clean at this point. Uh, still chomping away at nicotine gum. Actually, had a pretty easy week this week. Didn't have any stare downs in any 7 Eleven parking lots or anything like that. Shout out to everyone who's supporting me. Uh, if I have your address, I'll send you a uh, thank you card in the mail. Just like a generic Hallmark one with my name signed underneath it. Thanks for everything. Um, I think we talked about the Domi Galchenyuk trade. I think Arizona won the trade, but I don't think it's as lopsided as people think. I agree. Um, I, dude, I love Max Domi. I. I'm going to hate him as a Montreal Canadian. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, him against the Bruins is going to be sick. Somebody tweeted out a picture of, like, Domi and Martian. Uh, I think it was Gallagher. There was a picture of, like, Gallagher, Domi, and Martian. And he's like, yeah, by the way, you don't like that guy now. May not have been Gallagher. Somebody said that, but I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but, yeah, those were this week's Twitter questions. Appreciate it. Every week, send them in. Next week, we, uh, we'll, we'll talk about them uh, at the end of the show. But now, moving on, Patty B. Hotline, take it away. Hey, this is the Patty V Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. Thanks, Pat. Um, first, I think so. Last time Pat called in, he said he was signing off for the summer. So this is now officially the Patty B Memorial Hotline. Um, thoughts and prayers to our once favorite caller who had to take the summer off. So the Patty B First Annual Memorial Hotline uh, is live. Oh, boy. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Why? Uh, What's wrong with that? No, I think it's good. I think it's good. I just I'm gonna have to ha- like oh, text him and have him send us a new voicemail where it says "Welcome to the Patty B Memorial Hotline." You have to. That's the bottom line. And yeah. if he doesn't do it, then we need to find someone else who does. Fair enough. Um, well, I say fair enough. Well, I gotta, I gotta figure that one out. Uh, first voicemail. It's not a question. I know exactly what's gonna be said. I don't think I've told Hal about this, so I think Hal's gonna be pretty. Uh, I think he's gonna be laughing a little bit. So here's the first one. Hey boys, uh, I was actually listening to this past week's uh, podcast, and I heard you mention the name Brian D. Simone 
playing men's league with you. And uh, I actually have a funny story about uh, Brian. I went to a uh, Clarkson University uh, high, uh, high school player uh, camp with him. It was the only year I went. And uh, all these guys that were there, I've been going there for years. Like they had gone there like past like five years together since they were like younger, like you know, peewees and stuff. And uh, first day of the camp, I leave my equipment in the locker room. And I come back, and my helmet is literally mummified in tape. Just rolls of tape, just wrapped my own. I'm just sitting here, like, wondering, like, who the hell did this? And, like, what the hell? And, and I look over, and Brian just got this smirk on his face. And that's how I met Brian DeSimone. Uh We became pretty good buddies through that. And uh, I, thought, I kept in touch for uh, a couple years after that. I found out he broke his leg before that just, uh high school career, and that, that sucks, but uh, anyway, that's the first time I've heard his name in years, God, this was probably 10 years ago, um, but anyway, uh, loving the podcast, I didn't have a question, but I thought that was a funny story, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully Brian's doing better, have a good one. Small world, right? Yeah, um, that was awesome, I mean, that does D. Simone, did you tell him about that call? I told D. Simone about that call, and he tweeted at us. He said, please retweet to help me get in contact with the kid who left the voicemail about me taping his helmet. I feel awful that this kid's walking around thinking I've gotten a broken leg. D. Simone, <laughs> D. Simone never broke his leg. <laughs> Dude, I would, I would like to say, though, I mean... That's so classic. If you guys knew this kid... That is exactly the type of story that you'd say. Like, walk, and I know that fucking smirk that he would have on his face. Like, oh yeah, I got you good there. Yeah, Hal, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, for sure. We also, I think the first time we ever interacted with him, we were texting about anal beads. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, how we should just have a segment. How did you meet Brian D. Simone? We could we could do that. Oh. I I asked D. if he if he's been listening to the podcast, and he said he stopped listening it to it because the first one he ever listened to. It was like me and you like chirping the shit out of him, and he said he never listened to one again. But then I told him about this, and he, I think he's going to be listening. So, shout shout out to Dees, who uh, who is now going to be, chirp? yeah, yeah, shocking. Uh, Dee Simone's now going to be wearing an A on our morning skate uh, summer hockey team. So, quick shout out to him. I don't uh, chirp Dee Simone. I have to pull the tapes back. He probably took it in the wrong way. He's being sensitive. I think it <laughs> could be. I, I mean, I he has he has a right to. I think pretty much. Every first game for three years, I, I there was a benching that had to that had to do with him. Uh, but it made him tougher. It made him the men's league player he is today. So shout out to me. Uh, now we have another question. Here's this one. Hey guys, it's Seth. Uh, question for you: When you play in tournaments, what's the single most annoying thing you deal with? Is it more just individual players, or is it with those guys because they want to win and they take that shit too seriously instead of just having a good time? Or is it other? Either way, have a good one. Look forward to hearing from you. Bye. Okay, so this is a good question. Uh, I think the most annoying thing you have to deal with is like actually getting the team together and making people like pay their dues. As a captain, general manager, player of teams for the past probably 10 years, that's the fucking worst. Um, in regards to the question of people taking it too serious or just having a good time, pretty much on every beer league team I've been on, we take it super serious until we start losing. And then we then we start having a good time and really start drinking. So that's kind of what I got. Other than that, uh, there's not really that much else annoying about a tournament. When you go there, you're hanging with the boys, you're drinking beers, you're playing hockey. You're, hopefully, you're catching rays because the weather's nice. 
Uh, I'm glad that you that you asked this question because we're actually bringing a team to the Hockey Fights MS tournament in Burlington this year. If any of our listeners are there, hit us up. Uh, me and Popper are going to be there. Hal hasn't made a full commitment, but uh, he may be, may be attending. We have to get the registration in soon, so we'll, we'll definitely find out at least by next podcast. But, Hal, what's the most annoying thing for you at tournaments? I think, like, as an adult league tournaments, from my experience, uh, game three on Saturday, like the third or fourth game of the weekend, usually it's the last before the playoffs on Sunday. Uh, it's usually later in the day. No legs. Um, Drunk. That's the type of game where we run into a team that's been drinking waters all day, and you get out on the ice and you're just shot, and you know you're about to get bundled by a team you should beat. And it's the worst feeling in the world. So that last game before like the playoff round is always brutal. Um, here's another one. One of my least favorite things about tournaments is like, when guys when, like dinner plans and stuff like that. Oh, like, good call. Like I don't know what I want for dinner, man. Like I don't, I don't really care that much. Like we, can, I'll eat a cheeseburger from Burger King in a parking lot. Like it's mm-hmm. all right. Like don't worry too much about it. Like it doesn't have to be this big fiasco. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like whenever you go to like a when you ever go to a hockey tournament like that, everyone becomes like a twenty year old girl who just wants to have the best day ever with their friends. Like you just gotta let it organically brew. Uh, by drinking as many beers as possible. No, I, I, I would agree with that. I also think that has a lot to do with like staying in a hotel. Um, because this year we're gonna, we're we're camping. That's another thing. So if you're at that tournament, hit us up. We're gonna be throwing fucking parties at our campsite. Uh, I think camping is gonna be more or less like just we're all just gonna buy a bunch of cheeseburgers, hot dogs, probably a keg, I would assume, and just fucking get after it for the weekend. I think that'd probably be the best bet for us. I just think I'm gonna wake up a little too sore. That's that's the only thing I'm concerned about. Is am I gonna have that pep in my step? Like, <sighs> well, you better believe I'm bringing an air mattress. Of course, yeah, of course you are. I mean, we'll we'll see how it, we'll see how it goes. You're right. If you're just grilling and drinking, it goes all right. It's just when you start getting into like funky plans and like half the group wants to do this and half the group wants to do that. That's just like figure it out. No, thank you for that call. That was an awesome call. I don't know if this guy's name is Beth or Seth. Because on, on like the voicemail thing, it reads it out and it says, hey, guys, it's Beth, question for you. But that didn't sound like it, Beth. If your name is Beth, sorry for, sorry for the confusion. But if it's Seth, and that's our Arizona Seth, thanks for the call, buddy. Uh, if you guys want to leave a voicemail, call 518-309-2595. That's 518-309-2595. And uh, just let us know what you want to talk about, any questions or anything like that. That was Seth, by the way. I just typed in the area code. It's from Arizona. So shout out to our boy, Seth. We talked about him a little bit earlier. Uh, all right, moving on. Lagos Sports. Uh, Dom Morris, Hero and Zero, brought to you by Lagos Sports. Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. All right, here we go. Here we go, Heroes and Zeros. I just read uh, Hal Zero, so I can't wait to talk about that. My Why don't you get your hero out of the way? My Zero of the Week is the soccer versus hockey debate. Uh, oh, it, to me, it's the worst. I work in an office where a couple people play hockey and a lot of people play soccer. And we have the soccer games on all the time because it's World Cup now. And every time like a soccer player like takes a dive, the hockey guy's like, oh, they're not hockey tough. And it's like, yeah, dude, I totally get that. But it's a completely different sport. So it's just kind of like, I think you have to embrace either being like that huge hockey hardo when it comes to like flopping and diving 
or just kind of realizing that they're two completely different sports. But regardless, the confrontation always makes me feel really awkward. So that would be my zero of the week. My zero of the week's you. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with the debate, but you tweeted like soccer, or World like Cup, World dude. Cup soccer, like greater than anything. Like tweet, like very basic tweet of you. Yeah. Uh, can you defend yourself? Because we run a hockey podcast. I can. I absolutely uh, can. The NHL is done right now. Are you missing? Uh, are you missing like an Argentina game right now that you're kind of upset about? Like. Stanley Cup wasn't that great. You were just waiting for that World Cup greater than everything. See, uh, I'm a little confused at your take because aren't you kind of a soccer guy? No, no I'm not a soccer guy. It's not because of the diving. I just don't I don't get it. See, uh, I thought you were for some reason. Like, in the back of my mind, I thought that you watched, like, English Premier Soccer, like, when it was on. Well, uh, that's not for me. Okay, well, uh, I then. I can't get into it. There's, like, too many leagues, too many players, too many teams. It's not, I don't know, it's not for me, and I don't really, I don't hate it, I just don't watch it. I'm just kind of shocked that you, like, essentially what you tweeted is that the greatest thing in the world is World Cup, and you can say, oh, I was being, I was exaggerating. No, it's not even that, it's not even that. Currently, because there's no hockey on, there's really nothing else on, I like watching a little World Cup. Do I wish the United States were in it? Absolutely. But, like, I mean, this is also because I'm new to soccer, and people are going to be like, oh, you're just a bandwagon guy. But, like, that messy guy's fucking sick. I don't know if you've ever seen his highlights and shit like that. He's, like, 5'7". He runs fucking super fast, scores sick goals. I love the, I love any time there's, like, a competition where it's, like, country versus country. Because, like, as you know, I'm a huge, like, nationalism guy that, like, really hits home. And I just, I don't know. I just thought it was fucking cool. Like, you look at the sizes of the country, too. And I think that kind of plays into it as well. I mean, you have you have countries that are pretty much the size of, like, Texas, and the United States suck at soccer, and I get because we have other sports and shit like that, but, like, to these to these people, this is, like, the only sport. So I just kind of wish that the United States would come out of nowhere and just build, like, this super soccer team so it could kind of just put everybody else in their place. Whoa. Whoa. What do you mean? What was wrong with that? I thought that was an all right take. I just thought you, you went very passionate on soccer. Um... I've been watching a lot of World Cup, and, like, my first World Cup, like, memories is when Feverboy Rex blacked out at a physics exam, and you guys just talked about it all the time because I wasn't in school yet, and, like, the Waka Waka song and, like, barbecuing in his backyard and, like, fucking just getting shit-faced and stuff. There was another time when DJ Zumi was slapped in the face by EO Dubs, dude, during World Cup. Like, the boys have some very memorable soccer moments, so I don't really know why the boys are coming at me about it. Who's your hero of the week? You make me sick. Hero of the week's the sheriff, man. Uh, it was nice this weekend. We kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. We stayed in the whole house. Uh, he did it the last time by himself because I think I was in school. And it took him like a week. We did it all in one day. Uh, we got that done. He's good health. He hopped on the podcast today. And just shout out to all the fathers out there that are like hockey dads. I think that's just fucking sweet. So that's that's my hero of the week. Who's yours? Whew. Wow, dude. That was pretty big of you. I, uh... I did want to say, though, so uh, before you guys um, continue with that, I was feeling really down about your soccer take, whatever day that was. It was like Thursday or Friday. It might have been yesterday. And I was like, that's a minus in your category. I will say when you came back with your stain in the deck, that kind of regained a little bit from me. I was like, all right, I'm not going to ignore him for the weekend. He came back really strong. Hell there. yeah, dude. And, and before we stain the deck, me and, my, me and my old man watched that Argentina game. And if you, okay, if, if, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you want to see peak sheriff, ha, 
watch a soccer game with him because the shit that he was saying about like how soccer players are a bunch of like fucking losers and like pussies was one of the funniest things ever. Like it's a, it's, it's a definite plus one. It's pretty much like having my dad like turn on like CNN or something. He just like screams at the TV the whole time. <laughs> All right. I, I believe that. Um, <laughs> my hero of the week's Ryan Klo. Oh, what um, a guy. What did he do? One time Ranger. Yeah. I love them. He is in, Ryan Close is expected to be the first coach coach of the ECHL expansion Newfoundland Growlers. No way! So I don't know if he's been coaching somewhere else right now, but Ryan Close running an ECHL team in Newfoundland has me all sorts of excited. I need to get to a game. Maybe you can get your connects with Adirondack Phantoms or whatever they are now. Hell yeah! Get a media get on pass, the dude. Bus. I need you to ride the bus to Newfoundland because that must be like twenty hours. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to ride the bus to Newfoundland. But if if this is a legit thing, if they go to Adirondack next year, I'll get a media pass and I'll I'll interview Ryan Clo. That's that's a that's a no problem thing. I I don't know, man. I I've been thinking about if we made a documentary riding the bus to Newfoundland, that would be sweet. I just think. <clears throat> I just think that's the type of guy. I don't think his coaching translates to the NHL. I don't know how he coaches. I don't even know if he knows what coaching is. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's going to run uh, one hell of an ECHL team down there. I, that forecheck's going to be electric. What's their yeah. name? The Newfoundland what? Growlers. So what? what is that? I, I don't know. Maybe it's like a dog barking. It could be like a mug. Newfies drink a lot, like a growler of beer. This, this may be a dumb question, but is a Newfoundland a type of dog? Yes. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're just—it's just the dogs. They're growlers. That's all you had to say. Oh, they're big dogs. This looks like a dog that uh, DJ Zumi's mom would want. Yeah, dude, that's what a newfie is. Hell yeah, 150 pound fucking mutts. I I respect that, dude. Get Chloe in a fucking. Do they have jerseys out? Because I feel like the Newfoundland Growler jerseys are going to be sick. I don't know, but I was thinking the exact same thing. Like, what color scheme do you think they're going to go with? I don't know. Oh, you know what it is? They're literally Vegas's jerseys, it looks like. Yeah. Dude, their their mascot's actually pretty fucking, like, their logo is legit. Well, I mean, it, the success on this franchise is going to come down to one simple thing. Do they have a mascot and a costume, or do they have an actual Newfoundland running around? <laughs> you, you need, it, you need a real dog. Yeah, you need a real dog. If you're, if you're a dog-based team and you don't have a real dog, then it doesn't count for anything, so... We'll see. That'll be the big move. Is it a real dog or is it a guy in a costume? We can only hope. I think my favorite thing that the – I don't know if it was the Thunder or if it was the Phantoms. A team in Glens Falls, you remember a couple of years ago they had bring your dog to the rink night? And then there were just a ton of reports about like people getting bit by dogs and like the dog just pissing and shitting everywhere. That was one of my favorite ideas because it did not have a shot of like going the way they thought it was, but they just ran with it anyway. And oh, that was also a dollar dog night. That, yes, that that was probably one of my all-time like minor league hockey marketing schemes that just went to shit. Minor league hockey schemes. I wish people like we should have some ECHL guys that just come up with promos for for ECHL games just to like see how they like go through that process. Because right. it seems like they just like literally get drunk and like you know what might work. You right. know what the locals will love? 100%. Either that or it's just like fucking like kids that are like super high at like community colleges that are just like, oh yeah, this seems like a good idea. Let's send it. <laughs> and I'm not chirping because like I've been there. So like I completely get it. But yeah, I don't know. So shout out to our heroes and zeros. Last segment, three stars. Uh, here we go. 
All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Three stars of the weeks. Because it's Father's Day, we had the sheriff on. Uh, the three things you can't wait for in becoming a hockey dad. Uh, I'm, I'm nowhere near having kids right now. I don't know how Hal is. He's lived with a roommate for a while. Uh, but at some point, I'm assuming we are going to have children, and they are going to play hockey. So what are, what are your three things for becoming a hockey dad? I'll go first. Uh, my third star is just hanging out at the rink as a spectator, but being alone, and you have to have a tin on you. I, I think the ultimate hockey dads are the ones that don't sit with like everybody in the stands. Ultimate hockey dads is you find the giant crowd, and then you look – to the right probably a few hundred yards away and there's that one guy just in a corner with like a fucking hat like real low like pressed down almost to their nose just like hanging out they have like the fucking uh the team jacket on but like a varsity styled team jacket something along those lines and you just know like that guy came here to watch hockey not like fucking kiss ass right i mean i would say too if you can't be that guy if that makes you feel a little uncomfortable it's a power move I think it's also acceptable to be in like a group of two or three. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you, yeah, yeah. you don't want to become a posse, but you got to rotate different guys. But it, if you're sitting way off to the side with like a random dude, I think that's okay. But when you get into that big crowd, uh, that's just not the hockey dad you want to be. Yeah, and like growing up, so I didn't play like legit hockey until I was a little bit older, and that—that's how my dad was. He just—he kind of just stood by himself when I finally got to that point. Uh, your dad, Fever Boy Rex's dad, DJ Zumi's dad. I don't know how it is like when you become a dad and you get to hang out with like all these other like brand new hockey dads, but I feel like they kind of hit the jackpot when in terms of like just a mix of like dads that really got along and like really got after it. I feel like that was kind of like a special thing for them because if you look at them like Mr. Awesome, uh, Doc. I mean, who else? You you had like you had the not oh John Hal, sorry buddy. Uh, like the Nislicks, uh, the Ferris, the Delaney's. Like, it was just, like, a crazy crew of, old, like, the old men, dude. Old men, dude. Old men. That's, that's going to be the edited segment. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, nah, did I do any of my stars yet, dude? No, that was that was just mine. Wow, yeah. I mean, good one. Great one. Uh, what do you say for sure? For sure. Uh, my number one or number three would Fair be enough. Uh, Silent Car Rides Home. Uh, I would usually pull them off after a practice, I think. Sometimes no words are more important than <laughs> a lot of words. And I think it's something you have to use uh, very specifically. So I think, like, it's not something you pull. Your kid has a really shitty game. I don't know if you pull it then. I think if you go to a practice, it's like 9 o'clock, right? you had a terrible day at the office or whatever. Life sucks. you got bills to pay. you got mouths to feed. You just want to go home. Like, you love bringing your kid to hockey. It's his favorite thing. You get it. But you're just tired that night. You bring your kid to hockey. He goes out on the ice, and he's just hot-dogging it up. He's not skating hard. He's not listening to the coach. He's making jokes with his friends. If he gets in that car, I'm not saying a goddamn word to that kid. I, it's complete silence. Uh, I think silence can kill. <laughs> I mean, we've all been there, right? Like 100%. We've all been in the, in the car after a game or a practice, and there's just no word said, and you're just like, Jesus Christ, I really dropped the ball. That's not even like an I'm mad, I'm disappointed moment, but at the same time, you know for sure that they're mad. Uh, I respect that. Uh, second star of the week for me, uh, I would say road trips. I say road trips because of what you're going to be listening to on road trips. 
and growing up, I think you and I had very similar. Same with same with uh, Fever Boy Rex. Probably with uh, with uh, DJ Zumi. Just classic rock. Just classic rock really reminds me of the road trips, which which is kind of brings me into this new thing. So I feel like all of our dads kind of listen to that. It really shows like what the world's gotten to because like our kids, if I feel like the classic rock when our kids are around is gonna be like Blink One Eighty Two, like Kesha and Dave Matthews, and like they don't hold shit compared to like Foghat. Rush, Clapton, Skinner, dude. Like, if you want to look what's wrong with the world, look it right there. It's a good one, dude. That was pretty deep. That was like, uh... Think about it. You know what I mean? Like, you listen to classic rock, and now, like, what are our kids going to listen to? Yeah, I, I mean, for sure. I think it definitely was, like, growing up as a kid, like, it was huge listening to that classic rock. I mean, you still got some new wave music in there. You got the job jams going, but not when you're in the car with your dad. You're getting jacked up on his music. That's definitely like a bonding experience, and mm-hmm. that's kind of where you learn what your dad likes, what jacks your dad up. Uh, second star, I'm going to switch it up right off the bat. Um, if you can't, everyone knows, you know, depending on the youth hockey league you play in, your kid signs up for whatever organization, you're going to have to pull some type of duty. Uh, they're going to make you sign up for it. Uh, I got to go. I'm working penalty box. Um, I don't care which one. Uh, I think one of the most classic moves ever is like where I grew up youth hockey. Basically what they would do is they'd be like, you need to work like 12 hours. Uh, the parents of the kid have to work 12 hours of like snack bar or like clock or like penalty box throughout the year. Yep. Um, and I always respected the parents that like when the jamboree or the tournament came to town, they're like, I'm pulling a 12 hour shift, yep. uh, get in there 8 AM. You're working the penalty box all day. It's your spot. You got you brought some donuts for the boys that are working the press box or whatever else is going on the clock. Uh, you're drinking coffee. You're ordering probably pizzas to the rink. Who knows? And you're getting all of that duty out of the way in that one day. So I, I think I think penalty box is a great move. I think if you can be the second person that's helping on the score clock but not the lead person, that's a little too much pressure for me. I think that's also maybe the easiest position in the rink. You nailed that, man. That's like such a hockey dad thing. Uh, you brought up penalty box. I just want to share this one story. It's one of the funniest stories I've ever had. I think I was playing uh, midget. I think it was midget. I'm not. I forget what team I was on, but our assistant coach was just like a fucking idiot. Like just ran his mouth. This kid was awful. Nobody really liked him. And one of like our captains got a penalty, and he was in the box. And our head coach uh, sent the other kid who wasn't too good out in the ice. The assistant coach's kid. And our captain stands up, he's in the box, and my dad was in the box at the time with him. And he goes, what the fuck are you doing putting so-and-so out there? And our assistant coach lost his shit and tried climbing over over the glass to, like, fight our captain. And my dad, I, I remember just looking at my dad and him, like, looking at me just fucking loving life. He's like, thank God I signed up for penalty box duty because this is fucking awesome. So, like, shout out to that. Like, that was an all-time moment. Yes. That's something, dude. 100%. Uh, that's a great story. I forgot about that story. Who's your number one star? Number one star, it would go to going to Stewart's, getting a black coffee in one of those giant coffee cups, and then getting to the rink and filling it up with booze. Uh, we play in this one rink down at Freer Park, and there's a bar attached to the rink. And I think last year we had a game. I was talking to the bartenders, and like they have a TV screen in the bar so you can see what's going on on the rink. And he's like, you want to believe how many hockey dads like don't even like go into the rink? They just go to the bar and they'll they'll go and they'll get like their coffee cups filled up with booze, go in, watch your kid, and then just go home. I always thought that was like an ultimate alpha power move. So coffee cups filled with booze would be my first star. 
Yeah, that's a good one. Um, a great one. I, I don't. I, what kind of booze are you putting in it though? Like, what are you doing? I don't know. It depends on what time it is. Like, if it's in the morning and you have the coffee going, maybe put some Bailey's in that in that thing. And then as the days go on, like, you, I think you gotta go beers. But if you go beers, I mean, no, you know what a beer smells like, so. I think it, that's something that we need to ask our folks the next time everybody's around. Be like, hey, guys, what were you drinking so you didn't get in trouble? Schnapps, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, schnapps maybe a little schnapps. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe some scotch, dude. Yeah. That's classy as fuck. Uh, my number one star, and I'm going to have to explain myself a little bit. I think it's equipment manager. Um, not for the team, for your own kid. Yeah, 100%. I from the range of about... Not too long, but about from like five to nine years old. I think a kid's style is directly correlated to his father. I think he can make a lot of calls. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, you are the purchaser of the items. You do have some final say. Like, I'm not going to let my kid look like an idiot out mm-hmm. there. Um, I, I think that's a pretty important role. I think it will be fun uh, when he's at that age. And obviously, eventually, you're like, fuck you. You're too old. You need to do all this all on your own. Mm-hmm. But like... Lacing some skates up, uh, maybe taping a stick. Uh, it just kind of gives you something to do there. And so I think uh, I think while while they're young, kind of getting that stuff going for them is kind of a – that'll be nice. No, I like that a lot. Actually, something on my bucket list is to, like, have my own skate sharpener. I think it would be sick to actually be able to just sharpen your own skates and, like, know how to do it well. Um, and like, right. like, instead of doing chores around the house, like, you can be like, I'm sorry, like – I have to I have to sharpen Tommy's skates and Hell tape yeah. his stick. That's what I have to do today. Hell I yeah. can't I can't clean the kitchen. Yeah, and like I I've been kind of doing it with my own shit. I hate buying new like new equipment. So, I mean, all of my shit's super old, and a lot of like the Velcro's ripped off. So like I'll bring out the fucking sewing kit and I'll sew it up, dude. And as I'm doing, it, I just feel like I'm Hans from Mighty Ducks. I'm like, this is legit. So I, I get what you mean when it comes to equipment manager. And 100%, like, the style is based on the parent when they're that young. You can tell, like, what kid is going to be fucking tough and what kid is just, like, a, just a walking tuxedo. You know what I mean? So yeah. I 100% agree oh. with that. Oh, and I don't know if you'll agree with this statement either. Um, I don't think I would buy my kid a top-of-the-line stick until they are... Gotta earn it. 14? Gotta earn it. Yeah. You gotta fucking earn it, pal. You gotta show me you want it for years. You gotta earn it, and I think it, it plays a lot if you're using a heavier stick for so long, and then when they're actually like to a point where they're good, you give them a light stick, and you get to really see what the fuck they do. I, I like that a lot because all those people that are buying their kids like three hundred dollars sticks when they're like peewees and mites, like I'm just letting you know right now, you're a fucking idiot. Right, right, mites. I remember there's kids that'd be chopping up synergies when they came up senior size synergies when they're like seven years old it's like dude that's awesome man like i had like a fucking wooden stick i got two-piece wooden hell yeah dude <laughs> fucking nice. that's one thing i will never get into though is i'll never put my kid through the thing of using two-piece sticks oh no i two piece of... is the worst i don't think i ever had a two-piece really yet. i went I through like... that a little bit because we had to save money i was like dad like we got to figure this out man because this this is just bad news i, I can't go to the rink like that Especially after my first composite stick was the M1, you know? So, uh, was yeah. It, the blue, it was the blue one, the right? The blue one. Like yeah, I, b- I bought it off of James and Micro Show. Classic. Yes. Unreal. Classic. All right, so that was the podcast. Just a couple more things to talk about. Shout out to Warrior. 
They sent me and uh, Cooner the Covert QR Edge with a sick hat. Uh, shoot him a tweet. Let him know that we told you about it. The fucking stick's actually really, really nice. It's different. It's different from what they've made before. So, super. You guys got sticks. Yeah, super, super light. Uh, it was it was appreciated. Um, we're gonna keep throwing out like videos and pictures and shit like that because hopefully they'll start sending us gloves and stuff. So. Shout out to Warrior. Please send them a, a tweet. Be like, hey, the morning skate's awesome, and, and we love Warrior. That'd be awesome. Hal, and Hal could use a stick. Hal could, Hal could, <laughs> Hal could use a stick. Uh, lastly, next, so on June 20th is the NHL award show. We kind of talked about this last week. Uh, we didn't do it this week because the award show hasn't happened yet. So Wednesday is the award show. Next podcast, we're going to break down the awards that were won, and we're going to have a morning skate award show. Throughout the course of the re- week, Hal, me, all of our other bloggers are going to start generating some ideas about what awards can be brought to the morning skate. We're not talking the traditional shit. We're talking the real hockey shit. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And, yeah, that's the podcast. Hal, uh, are you, you think you're going to go to Burlington, dude? We'll see you, bud. I'm on the clock. You're on the clock, dude. Anything else for the listeners? No, have a good week. All right, shout out Laga Sports, too, because I think we're getting our uh, jerseys, if not this week, next week. So. Appreciate it, and yeah, we'll see you guys next week. They don't want hating on us, but they never cross cash money, still a company. Bitch, I'm the boss.